quick disclaimer before we begin, the PEMF podcast does not contain any medical advice and the content provided is for informational purposes only. If you have any health concerns, please visit a healthcare professional. Welcome to the PEMF podcast episode 8, where we're going to be doing part of the mini-series, which is the PEMF talk episode 2. So we've done this before and it's when we're answering your questions. We'll start off with some something for people who may have never heard of PEMF before. Uh, can you just kind of explain what PEMF is? So just in summary, PEMF therapy is all about creating a magnetic field from either a full body mat or a localized applicator. And we apply that to the body. PEMF stands for pulsed electromagnetic field therapy. And PEMFs actually travel straight through the body. They help with cell regeneration and also with the circulation in the body. And the overall aim of PEMF therapy is to increase healing or to just create an environment within our body to be more effective and to help heal. And that's done by magnetic fields? Yes, yeah, so that's done through magnetic fields. And we do that from copper coils inside uh, PEMF systems. Cool, brilliant. Well, we'll go straight into the first question from someone from Reddit. Um, they say after the PMF treatment, they felt crappy the next day, low energy, and just wanted to rest. Is this a positive sign of healing or just a reaction? Have I gone too soon or have I gone too quick too soon? So yeah, really good question because, um, you know, PMF is just like any other therapy that we introduce into our body. So this can be exactly the same feeling after we've just done a deep tissue massage or um, we've we've introduced something outside what our normal day-to-day routine would be. Um, PMF therapy doesn't have any uh, known side effects that we're aware of. The, the only thing that can happen when you introduce a new therapy is over-detoxification. And what this is, is kind of what this person's um, described and, and that they, you, know, you can feel like you've got a bit of a cold or a bit of a flu. And it's the body uh, having a natural detox process. So in this instance, what we would say is drink plenty of water. It would also be good to know a bit more context as to what system they used. Was it high intensity, low intensity? How often did they use it? You know, for how long was their first treatment? Um, So that we can better answer that question. But we always recommend to go low and slow. So when someone's new to PMF, like as I say, you you wouldn't go and get a, a deep tissue massage and for your first session, make it a five hour session. You know, it just it it just wouldn't happen. So if someone was going to use a, a super high intensity device and sit on it for eight hours that first day, you know, cranked up full, then you know, over detoxification for sure could could be a result. Um, but it's very, very rare for anybody to have any negative effects, especially after even just one treatment. Uh, a lot of people will recommend will, will actually feel better sleep and and better treatment afterwards so yeah with a bit more context we can answer this one a bit better but as i say low and slow is always recommended and any questions that you know any concerns that people have if they're just starting their pmf journey we you know ask ask someone that is either selling the system or or someone like numed who you know we have an unbiased opinion and we can tell you how we would best approach using pmf for the first time so the next question is PMF versus grounding mats. I know I saw this quite a lot on Reddit, so a bit of a controversial one. Can you kind of tell us what the difference actually is? Yeah, so grounding and, and PMF 
can be seen in this in a, in the same light because what we're effectively doing is we're we're putting ourselves back into nature and and trying to apply a magnetic field to the to the body. Um, and one way in which we can get natural PMFs is to go out into the garden and lay on our grass or to lay on the the beach. You know, when we go on holiday, a lot of the time people come back feeling more energized, happier. You know, within themselves, mentally, physically. And one of those reasons is that we go on holiday, we spend a lot of time outdoors, we spend a lot of time on the beach and the sea, and we're getting natural PMFs from the earth. And that's, that's great. Because of modernization, you know, our normal day-to-days consist, well, my normal day consists of, you know, being in a car, wearing rubber shoes, being in buildings, being really protected from these natural magnetic fields, which we know is, is, is causing a lot of chronic illnesses through from industrialization so coming back to the question grounding mats is something that we try and bring those natural magnetic fields into the home by having a system that that grounds effectively but the the major difference is that the intensity um you know the intensity from grounding mat will be from what you get from the earth and minus probably quite a bit because it's still got to make its way through some circuits and, and get to you. Um, so it's, it's an alternative to going out into the grass and sitting there, especially in the winter months. Um, whereas PMF is, is slightly different because we're creating a magnetic field at a much stronger intensity. So, and in doing so, we're creating bigger fields. So bigger magnetic fields and the 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 best way to say it is the is the treatment is going to happen quicker, so people will get to the old the old ultimate result with PMS quicker than they will with grounding. Well, that they were the last ones from the Reddit users, uh, but now on to people who have left uh, questions on Spotify through the Q and A's which are underneath all of the episodes. Um, if you have one for the next episode, please leave it in the Q and A that will be underneath this episode. Um, but the first one actually comes from our very first episode, which was about your story. Um, and it just does say, did Andy use any PMF mats? Do you use any PMF mats at all? Yeah. So again, kind of, are they, are they talking about now or before or because I've used, I've used many, many, many PMF systems. Um, being the the manager of a company that um, sells PMF devices and and from a number of different suppliers, you know, I've, I've tried and tested everything. Um, there's systems that we don't sell. And one of the reasons we don't sell them is I don't believe in that system or I don't, I don't feel like it had enough of effect on me. Um, but coming back to the very first PMF device I used was, was called a, a system called Magnetovital, which was a, a German company. And that was a very low, very low intensity system. It had a great effect for me because what I was actually trying to achieve at that stage was, was a skin infection. Um, and we know that low PMF devices are actually quite good for treating uh, skin problems. Um, but if I had to choose devices these days, for sure, I would choose something a little bit more intensity than, than the old magnetovital system. Um, you tend to get a quicker result with, with higher intensity. The, if, if this question is aimed at a recommendation and what I would recommend, uh, my best recommendation is think of a device that you're actually going to use which which sounds crazy but um something that you have to plug into the mains means you're going to have to dedicate some time to that device so you won't be able to get it at your desk you won't be able to get it in front of the tv in 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 all scenarios 
Um, so think of a device that you can fit into your life. And also for the amount of treatment times, if you want to do low, short, sharp sessions, then it would be something of higher intensity. Um, I mean, I've mentioned it in my first PMF uh, podcast, but I've actually bought out a system myself that, um, you know, which I feel has all the benefits of many, many, many different systems. And, and it's all into one system. So it's portable, battery operated, very good intensities, good range of frequencies. And, and that system is a Celerate device. So if you're looking at getting into PMF and you are um, you're a new user and you want one that ticks most boxes, it would be the Celerate device. If you are a professional user and you want to use it on clients and you only have a, you know, a half hour window to see that client, then I would say go for something of higher intensities and something in the thousand gauss range. I know this question also came from Spotify. It kind of links on quite nicely to, to your one. I actually asked Grace this in episode six, which was episode one of PMF Talk. And it was what were some of your favorite devices kind of slash what ones you'd recommend? I know you've kind of touched on that quite a lot there but what kind of are your favorite devices overall would you say so i can i can narrow that down to a few that would you know would be my favorite i've actually written a top five um localized versus full body system so you know my my top ones are in in those recommendations but um curatron for me is is a very well trusted system it's been on the market for many many years um, it looks like that. It looks like a dated system, but you know, one of their arguments is why you know bring it into the 21st century when the results it gives is is, is what the customer's asking for. So, Curatron systems for me would definitely be up there. Um, Hugo PMF is one that um, has been introduced to us quite recently, and the reason we like those so much is because they're such high intensity. So it actually responds uh, from the body. You can feel the muscles responding. And if you just want a short, sharp treatment quickly, Hugo systems are great. And obviously my, my all-rounder PMF device that I'd recommend going forward, which comes with your full body mat and is completely portable. And for sleep, is by far the one that I use every single day. And that's the Celerate device. Yeah, that's the end of the Spotify questions. As I said, if you've got any more, please leave them in the Q&A below. Uh, and while you are doing that, if you could leave us a follow on Spotify, that'd be massively appreciated and a five-star review on the podcast. But now going on to some more questions from Reddit. This was actually in the PMF subreddit um, from a post that I did. So hopefully these ones are a little bit more specific. Um, it's a little bit of a long question. Uh, how far away from the mat can you be to still get the therapeutic effect? I'll actually break this down. So how far away can you still be to get the therapeutic effect? Um, and just to bear in mind, the, this question relates to the OMI mats and the OMI Beyond mats. So, yeah, good question, because um, the, the best way to describe this is to give the, the breakdown of how the intensity gets less and less the further away you get from the system. Um, don't quote me on this because this is uh, not an exact science, but it's the way that we it's the easiest way for us to explain to clients and, and it's, it's pretty close to uh, the actual numbers. But what we normally tell people is every centimeter that you move away from your mat, you'll lose half of the intensity. So for example, if we got a 10 gauss mat, right at the surface of that mat, you're gonna get 10 gauss. You move away five centimeters, you're gonna get five gauss. Uh, sorry, one centimeter, you're gonna get five gauss. 
you move away two centimeters, you're gonna get half of the five, so you're gonna get 2.5 gas. Every time you move a centimeter away, you lose half of that intensity that you've just got to. Dr. Pollock is is a big guru and 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 he is uh, you know one that we we really believe a lot of everything he puts out and and he's been in in the PMF industry for a very very long time. He likes to um suggest a minimum of 30 gauss systems. So and that's important, you know, if if you think about how far away you need to be from the mat. So what we would always suggest that people would put themselves on a system if they can. Um, there's no need to derobe, so you don't have to necessarily, you know, get naked to get on a mat. Um, the the difference of your clothes is is not going to make a huge huge difference to the intensity. Um, PMFs don't get absorbed by anything as well, which uh, which is another reason that they pass through the body so well. And at the low frequencies. That's why you get a therapeutic effect because the frequencies go straight through the body and 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 pass out the other side. Uh, whereas super high frequencies, then we talk about five G and that sort of thing, they are absorbed by the body. So that's why we get warmth, um, you know, from cells heating up and vibrating together, um, and why there's a lot of controversy over kind of super high intensity. Sorry, super high frequency. Um, but that isn't in the PMF range. PMFs are all therapeutic uh, frequencies. So, you know, my answer to that would be you need to get as close as you can to the mat. And when we're talking about an OMI system, which is one gauss system, um, and they've just bought out a 10 gauss system, you know, even that for me is super low intensity. Um, even probably, you know, depending on what we're trying to look at treating or, or what we're trying to use the system for, you know, I would say that you want to aim probably for a much higher intensity system up to possibly 50 or 100 gauss as, as a starting point for a full body system. This kind of question as well, like the second part of that question kind of blends quite nicely into what you've said um, and what you mentioned about sleep earlier. Uh, they say, do I have to lie directly on it or can I place it on the floor under the bed? I assume this is for sleep or around sleep time. Would you place it under the bed or... Where would you place it for sleep if you had a mat? Yeah, so you know the, the manufacturers make this a bit more difficult because they say that they don't want you to put it onto a soft surface because the coils inside and it can cause damages to to the mat. Um, but again, an OMI system or or something of like one gauss or e even something up to about hundred gauss. If you put that under your bed, you think about the intensity that it it becomes once it finally gets to you. If you do have metal springs in your mattress as well, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna benefit you whatsoever because you're probably gonna get a lot of those PMFs in in the metal springs because that's conductive material. So if we're speaking about a low intensity system and you're using it for sleep, you would you'd wanna apply that directly to the body. Um actually a lot of people think that they have to fall asleep on a mat. That's not the case. Um, if you were using an OMI mat for sleep, so if we, if we nail it down to this particular system, I would say use it before you go up to bed. So, um, there's a program, which is lower frequency, use that at nine o'clock in the evening when you're watching your, your evening TV, then go up to bed and that will assist with sleep just as much as it will do if you're actually laying on the system.
that question kind of leads quite nicely onto our next question. Um, once again, in two parts, but we'll start with the first part. It's quite a broad answer. Um, but what are the correct waveform intensity and frequencies to be considered a good map? Okay, so yeah, this is this is another one that it, it's not an easy one to answer um, because there isn't really one system that suits all. Um, there are a few systems that are coming close to that, but th there isn't a, there isn't an easy way to kind of say you know this this is the best waveform, this is the best intensity, this is the best frequency. But let me break it down and kind of give you the advice that we give to people based on our customer feedback. And to me, waveform is something that really doesn't have a massive effect on the outcome. Um, you can get sawtooth, sinus, um, square. There's, there's so many different waveforms. Um, but actually, every waveform is different, even square waveforms. So if, if you had three systems that were all square wave, their waves wouldn't be identical either. Depending on the way that the, the controls are built and, and the systems put together, they'll be slightly different. Um, but it's not like we see that sawtooth mats have like such a quick response compared to square, anything like that. Some systems give you a, a, the ability to change the waveform. Again, we just recommend people to go to whatever it's set to default. It's, it's not going to make a massive, massive difference. Um, so waveform for me is not hugely important. Um, the frequency, again, if you've got a decent PMF system, they will all be within the therapeutic range of frequencies. So, you know, anything that the earth's natural frequency is around eight Hertz, 7.8. Um, so we tend to be a lot lower down the scale. So it's anything, uh, from one Hertz up to about hundred Hertz. Some systems will give like a thousand Hertz as like a background frequency. Again, they've seen good studies using those sorts of frequencies people also worry that a thousand hertz sounds like a lot uh, but when you put it in context with like gigahertz that the phones are using uh you know we've, we're using 5g now and and i think that translates to 5 million hertz or, or 50 million one of the two so it's way 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 higher than when we're talking about 1000 hertz but most systems that run if if you want to get a system that will tick most boxes go for something that has one to 50 or one to a hundred Hertz as a range. Um, intensity for me, when we look at waveform frequency and intensity is the most important. And I've, we've touched on intensity on a, on a, on its own podcast. And you might want to listen to that one to go more in depth. Um, but lower, lower intensity systems tend to have their ceiling. So you get some good benefits. Um, you, it's good for sleep. It's good for skin conditions. There's another few things that it helps for, but really, if you're trying to deal with something real chronic or, um, osteoarthritis, you know, something within the bones, then you want to be looking at a higher intensity system. And, and we kind of recommend anything and same as Dr. Paul, look, anything from about 30 gauss upwards, if you're looking to, uh, treat something more, more chronic and more serious. And you'll be using that less often than you would like a one gauss system, say, for example. Talking about Dr. Pollock and one gauss systems, uh, Dr. Pollock advocates uh, usually the higher gauss, the better. He pointed out that one of the most popular mats in the market uh, is a one gauss output. What is your take on this? OK, so that, that question, it, we need to look at exactly how they're asking that. And um, Dr. Pollock does advocate stronger devices a lot of the time and and he's in the he's in the higher gauss the better because 
from what I was talking about before, um, if you have a low intensity, low intensity system, you have a ceiling, you, you get the low intensity benefits, but then if you want to go that bit further, you can't go anywhere. Whereas if you invest in a higher intensity system to start with, there's no reason why you can't lower that system to a lower intensity and then move up the, the gauss, as we say, low and slow, then start working up the intensity. Um, but what they've said in the question is that Dr. Pollock also says that one of the most popular devices on the market is a, a one gauss system. And I'm assuming he's talking about either the Beamer PMF or the RMRS PMF devices or even could even be possibly the the OMI device. So the reason this is probably the most popular range of devices is because the lower intensity systems do tend to be more cost effective and they tend to be that people will invest in a lower intensity system first, find the benefits also find their ceiling and then invest in a higher intensity system. So higher intensity systems are more expensive. There's, there's no way other than to look at it because you have to put lots more copper into those systems. Uh, the cost of making a higher intensity device is a lot more expensive. So if we could get more higher intensity devices into more people's hands, I think that would be um, ideal and we would see actually the medical market taking this on a bit more because of the results will be much quicker. Okay, great. Um, this is like part two of kind of their question. Uh, they said they also found a quote uh, from an article. Uh, the quote reads, uh, the NASA study references earlier found that low frequencies, 10 Hertz, low intensities, 10 to 100 microteslas or 0.1 to 2 Gauss. PMF was optimal for simulating cell growth. Other studies have used different settings, but the consensus appears to favor low frequencies and low intensities. For instance, a study on osteoporosis found benefits with frequencies of 27.12 megahertz, I believe, MHZ megahertz, mm -hmm. um, and the intensity of 50 gauss. Generally speaking, does this mean the wider the range of gauss it provides, the more people it serves? Okay, so this question I did a bit of research on before. Um, starting this podcast because we need we needed to find that quote that this this person is asking us to explain um, in particular for me when they're saying PEMF was optimal for stimulating cell growth at 0.1 to 2 gauss that was you know wow moment for me I, I needed to find who was saying that and and how they were saying it um, I've looked at the NASA study myself in quite detail and um, they do actually at the initial stages they use low intensity systems and one of the reasons for this is because low intensity systems have been around longer um, the NASA study was done quite some time ago now and but th there's nothing in there that they said that the, the systems they were using were optimal for stimulating cell growth um, to make a claim like that they would have to be um, you know looking at many many different systems and at different intensities and they would have to have proved all of that which is just not in that study. Um, it sounds very much to me like it's a manufacturer making that claim and it could have been, you know, like a post somewhere or from one of uh, a reseller of a PMS system. It's, it's a very bold statement to make. Um, they've also mentioning 27.12 megahertz, which again just isn't on the range of a PMF system. Um, PMF systems will only use hertz, a good PMF system, because that's much more... Uh, you know, natural frequencies 
So we need to drill down really as to what system's been used here. And it's contradicting between 0.1 Gauss to, to 50 Gauss. So we kind of need to know a little bit more about that question. And we'll probably come back to that in another podcast as we have responded to that on, on Reddit. And hopefully that um, customer that asked that question will, will elaborate a bit more and, and point us in the right direction as to where that quote was made. So the next one, uh, they actually linked two studies from like PubMed. Um, would you would love to know why the data is all over the place with PMF mats? Some studies say they work and a bunch of studies say they do not. All on PubMed. Uh, I'll also link both of these studies in the description of this podcast and YouTube if anyone does want to read them. Uh, but can you kind of give us a bit of context on on these studies and why the data is all over the place on these two? Yes, it's a really good question because actually PEMF systems and and the results that PMF devices get, um, you know, from experience, we will always get a good result from someone. Um, But it has to be done the right way. Um, Like I mentioned before, there's not one PMF system that suits all. And we we got this um, customer that's asking these questions to actually link to two of the studies that they said were, you know, negative studies with 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 a uh, not a negative outcome, but um, an outcome that wasn't as positive as a lot of the other studies that have been done. And they they linked us to these studies and, and um, I did some initial research on these. So let me just talk you through these two studies that they linked us to and as to why they didn't come out with a good result. So the first study was done on clients or, or patients with a condition called fibromyalgia. And fibromyalgia, for anybody that knows, is a very, very complex condition. Um, the The symptoms actually differ in pretty much everybody that is that is uh, being diagnosed with fibromyalgia too. So to start with, it's, it's quite a complex condition to look at. Um, but saying that, we have had really, really good studies published for fibromyalgia and PMF. So it's, it's not the one defining factor for me. But the way this study has been done um, was actually using a BEMA system. So we're talking about a super low-intensity system again. And the... The actual uh, procedure of, of how it was done was was one treatment of um, a BEMA system. So we're talking about a 20-minute treatment once, and that's it. And the one person was treated on a BEMA system for 20 minutes, and the other, treatment, the other patient was treated um, on a, a fake BEMA, basically. And they wanted to compare pain scores compared to the person that had one treatment compared to the person that hadn't had a treatment. And it was repeated one treatment once a day for um, over like month periods. It's like one treatment now, month down the line, another treatment. So we're talking about one treatment to cure uh, a condition that's person's probably had for many, many years, uh, which is just completely unrealistic. Um, it's not like taking a painkiller. So when you take a painkiller, you can write down your pain score as five. You take a painkiller and three hours later, your pain score is two. You know, it's really clear cut. We've turned off the pain receptors. We have got an outcome. PMF is all about healing what is causing the problem. So we cannot just expect one treatment on a super low intensity system to have a huge benefit on someone. Um, we never, ex- we, we, you know, we never give people the, the perceive the, the fact that they think they're going to use, use it once and suddenly they're going to be singing and dancing and they're all going to be happy again. So 
really the thing that's let this study down is the way it's been done. Uh, we looked at the second study, and to be honest, it's very much the same. Um, they're, they're looking at multiple sclerosis people. So anybody that has been diagnosed with MS, and it was a four-week protocol. So it wasn't just using it once. They were actually doing um, treatment once per day for four weeks. So it's a bit better that they were given a bit more of longevity. Um, it was actually using a system that was 0.35 gauss which is actually less intensity than if we were to go outside and lay on the grass or lay on the, um, on the beach. So we, again, we're using a system that's super, super, super low intensity. We're using it once a day, which we would recommend you probably be using that three, four times a day if you're trying to use it for MS. And it was over a four-week protocol. Again, for something at that intensity, we would be expecting people to notice difference maybe over, over six to 12 months. Um, so again, the studies, the good that these studies are coming out and people that are doing them, but really you can tell it's being done by people that aren't completely educated or understanding of how to apply PMFs. Uh, we would have gone for either slightly higher intensity or for a longer period of time and using systems more. So I think that the way that these studies have been set up has, has let them down. Um, but if you want good studies, you know, there are plenty and plenty of them out there that have been set up correctly and have been done really well i'll say if anyone has any other studies that they want to send in and they might have a question or two about uh, if you leave them once again in the comments of this podcast or if you go over to reddit either find our account or if you go on the pmf reddit thread and find our comment if you leave the studies there we'll break them down in another episode uh, but now for the last question from that post that i was talking about and um, thank you for a nice podcast uh, thank you um, I have been listening to it and visited the website. It sounds like you recommend at least 15 Gauss intensity. At the same time, you sell mats that are both 2 Gauss and also 10 Gauss brackets beyond mat. Uh, they are cheaper, but do you recommend them? Great question again, because, you know, we get this a lot. You know, if, if, if we're real advocates for higher intensity systems and why are we selling low intensity systems? Um, reason being that, that there is a place for low intensity systems and, and actually... I think overall you can get a quite a similar result from a low intensity system, but it just means that you need to use it more often. And in real in reality, it's just, you know, not going to happen. If if you have a one or a two gauss system and you're using it for a chronic condition, you want to be using that three, four, maybe even up to six times a day. You know, you you want to be using that as often as you possibly can. Um, on a system that's like 7,000 gauss, for example, the, the treatment time on that is 12 minutes and we would suggest that 12 minutes once a day. You know, you wouldn't need to use any more than that and the results will, will, will come still similar. But also if people are just coming to us and saying that they want a device for sleep, you know, you don't need super intensity for sleep. Um, actually, lower intensity tends to be better for sleep. Um, so if you have a device that you can, if you have a high intensity device you're trying to use for sleep and it's not working, probably the reason is because it's too high. If you can lower the intensity and put it on the sleep settings, ideal, and that might, um, really help with those people. So there, there is a reason as to why we would sell lower intensity systems. We don't tend to stock anything that's much lower than one Gauss. Um, because as I mentioned before, um, you know, you can get almost half a gauss from from the earth naturally anyway so why would you invest in a system that's less intensity than than what we're getting naturally from laying on our grass 
Um, but there, there is a place for low intensity systems. And, and if you have the time, then, then by all means, a low intensity system may be all you need. Um, it's also a great entry point into PMF. If you're skeptical and your budget is low to start with, then, you know, some people go for a lower intensity system. They feel the benefits after a couple of weeks or a couple of months, and then they start looking into it a bit more and invest in a high intensity system. Okay, brilliant. That is all of the questions we have for this episode. Uh, as I've said already, if anyone has any other questions for future episodes, just leave them underneath the podcast. Or if you're on YouTube, leave them in the comment sections, uh, even on Instagram as well, Reddit, literally anywhere. If you just say you want the question answered on the podcast, uh, we will make sure to do so. But if you are on Spotify, as I've mentioned, if you could please drop us a follow and leave the podcast a five-star review, that'd be massively appreciated. Thanks for listening and tune in again to our next podcast.